Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Welcome to Cavs HQ. Thank you for joining us on the First Energy Cavaliers Radio Network. Now, here are your hosts, Tim Alcorn, and in for Jim Jones, Cavaliers and studio host, Mike Snyder. From the Cavaliers Radio Production Studios at Rocket Mortgage Fieldhouse in downtown Cleveland. Hi again, everybody. Welcome to Cavs HQ. Presented by Sherwin-Williams, and as you just heard the voice of Marty Allen say, Tim Elkhorn, along with Mike Snyder, and we are in the Mike Snyder radio room here. Well, not, that's, not this time of year. I'm, I'm, I'm like the, the guest today, you know, in for Mr. Jones, and uh, yeah, we, but this is the this is Cavs Studio Control, as I've called it for yes. a long time. Yes. Although and, I don't know what I control. Marty and Kurt actually control things. Well, when I come down and do the show, I always ask Marty and Kurt, am I allowed in Mike Snyder's studio? Oh, well, this is this is your studio. I well, just well, be careful with it. the chair then, okay? <laughs> well, it is great to have you filling in for one Jim Jones as uh, Jim has a well-deserved week off from uh, Cavs HQ. And, of course, Jim has been phenomenal with the uh, black book and the Legends chair. So uh, he wore out his fingers going through that black book. So You've we had thought... some great guests. No question. <laughs> so we thought we'd uh, give Jim a week off. But, Mike, great to be with you. And, of course, uh, what a big week for the Cleveland Cavaliers. Of course, uh, the NBA draft lottery earlier this week. I think we were all sitting on the edge of our sofas or reclining chairs uh, as those envelopes were unveiled. And the Cavs end up with the number three pick in the 2021 draft. You know, Tim, it really has, I think, put a little juice into the organization, a, a boost, a needed boost, uh, something really positive there. You know, recent years, they really haven't had any luck in the lottery. And, and to get this uh, move up to three in a draft that we've heard a lot about, the experts pretty much across the board. Look at this draft. You really wanted to be in the top five here. And here they are, three. And it, just listening to Kobe, and I know we're going to hear more of what he had to say. They've got some options. There's some excitement. And, and I've really picked up even a, a buzz about town. People asking me 
questions over the last week or so. Hey, and I hadn't heard that for a while, but we were all kind of edgy the other night. When I knew they got this, when Oklahoma got six, I knew then that something good was happening then. But I, I was sweating it out. I said, they can't. Oh, the worst they could get is nine. I said, nine? <laughs> you know. And when nine came and went, so did eight. Then at six, then you could relax a little bit. Boy, no doubt. Uh, it's going to be a fun month ahead between now and the actual NBA draft on July 29th. And, of course, some other big news uh, for the Cavaliers. Uh, Kevin Love is going to head to Tokyo and be on the Olympic team. And Darius Garland, boy, one of the rising stars as far as uh, the core four is concerned with the Cavs, he was selected to be on the select team. He's going to be working out against some elite players. Well, that's it. You know, and, and I think for both of them, for Darius, one thing, it's, as you mentioned, he'll be working against elite players on, on the U.S. team. And Kevin Love needs to play basketball. Right. I really think that, you know, I've heard a few people say, well, why does he want to do that? He didn't play any games. Yeah, that's the point. I, I'd rather see him doing this than just working out, okay? He's going to go in there. Those daily practices that they're going to have are going to be very good for him. I think maybe as important as the games themselves. Yeah, we'll talk more about that uh, a little bit later on in the show. So when we come back, uh, as Mike said, uh, Kobe Alden was a pretty happy general manager on Tuesday night after the uh, lottery took place. So we're going to hear what Kobe had to say and kind of bounce back and forth off of Kobe Altman's comments. So stay with us. Cavs HQ presented by Sherwin-Williams. More to come after this on the First Energy Cavaliers Radio Network. Sexton left side, contested three. Good! Good! Sexton hit it! Darius Garland from Vanderbilt University. DG in between the circles, long three. Good! Oh, what a shot by Darius Garland. Isaac Okoro from Auburn University. Okoro left of the lane, tried, scored, and he got fouled! Isaac Okoro with an incredible game tonight. The third pick goes to... The Cleveland Cavaliers. My goodness. How about the work on the other side of the window, Mike Snyder? Marty Allen, Kurt McLaughlin. My goodness. They are a dynamic duo, as you call them. (laughs) They They are. They get it done. You know, they fit. You know, it's like they they just fit together. You talk about the fit in the NBA, they fit together. They're like peas and carrots. They get it together. Great to have you with us on Cavs HQ, presented by Sherwin-Williams. Having a lot of fun this morning on the program, as indeed, uh, bright days ahead for the Cavaliers. Uh, You just heard that montage of this young core that the Cavs have assembled, and uh, whoever ends up at number three in the upcoming NBA draft, uh, it's going to be very, very interesting. And, Mike, uh, we heard that last cut there as the envelope uh, was revealed with that number three slot. And, boy, it opens up all sorts of possibilities. Well, it does. It certainly is a, uh, a shot in the arm, I think, for the whole organization as you go into the lot. It's a lottery. You don't know. And we've we've been on the side of it where it goes all the way to number one and what that can mean. And we've been on the other side of it where it doesn't work out so good. I, I think, though, what, what I would say this with Kobe Altman and this group, wherever they've been, they've made some very good picks. And even when they didn't have any lottery luck, I think when you look at where – Sexton was selected where 
Okoro and Garland were selected. You start looking below them, right? And I, I mean, they made very good picks with all of those players. So I, I think that with a chance here at three, you know, they know these guys already very well. Uh, they'll figure it out as to making the best pick for this team right now. Absolutely. You alluded to Cavs general manager Kobe Altman, of course, Tuesday night after uh, it was revealed that the Cavs would have the third pick. Cavs general manager uh, talked about getting that number three slot. I think it's a tremendous opportunity. I think it really positions us well. Um, look, I think when we started this a few years back, we talked about building through the draft and, and, and creating sustainable success. There's some real game changers at the top of this draft, but also it puts us in a position to recapitalize on different opportunities throughout the landscape of the NBA with this position. And I think there he's alluding to the fact uh, his phone's going to be ringing. Yes, and and, and, he'll, and he'll be listening because, Tim, I think that you, you never know what somebody may offer you to try to get up for that pick. And if you can acquire some talent that may be a little further along and still maybe acquire – some draft, uh, you know, a few more picks along the way, uh, then maybe you, you you've scouted this draft. Now there seems like there's a there's a there's always there's always a tip, you know, top three or four or five, mm-hmm. and then there's like another level. But I, again, it, it would all have to do with what they would be getting in the veteran, and then maybe what would be added to that. So Kobe's listening, I and he should put that out there. Hey, I'm looking at everything right now. Absolutely. Now, of course, uh, if they elect to stay at three or uh, make a deal uh, to move out of that three spot, uh, either way, Kobe talked about adding to the young core that they've assembled here with the Cavs. We're fortunate uh, to be able to have this pick, um, add another talented um, you know, young man to this this roster, uh, but when you, you look at sort of our young core that, that I talk to you guys about a lot, you know we're we're in good shape from a talent perspective, and we're going to have another large injection of, of talent coming soon. Yeah, there's no doubt about that. Uh, as we heard the highlights earlier, and you look at the roster, uh, Garland, Sexton, Okoro, even if you want to throw Jared Allen in there, you talk about a core four. Uh, boy, that's a nice nucleus to build around. It's a nice young nucleus to build around, Tim. And and the thing is, though, taking that next step with such a young group, can you add some veterans to the mix? A lot of talk about Atlanta. And even Kobe referenced where the Hawks are in their development. Well, yeah, you got some Trey Young and Collins. You got some great young talent, but it's been some veterans like a Capella, Gallinari, finally healthy, those kind of guys. So I think on the other side of this, while we're looking at the draft, what other moves can in either let's say they keep the pick and let's say make a blockbuster with a trade into a acquire a veteran but what other moves can they make to really help the young young guys need some help from veterans they need more than this group has gotten some of it because of injuries obviously to some of their veterans but that's an area that is also going to be a big part of this summer for this team and, and Mike you alluded to Atlanta that's a great example and out west uh, you've got Phoenix in the Western Conference Finals built through the draft, but really it came together when you add Chris Paul because that's that veteran guy, the leader who has been through the wars and can kind of say, hey, guys, here's what it takes to take the next step. Absolutely, Tim. And we've seen it even in the game against uh, the Cavs that he played. I don't know if he played them both, but I know the one game that he played in. I mean, he just controlled. He was the guy. He he was the maestro. And everything worked around him. Right. And, and you look at the way they've kind of grown with Booker and Aiton. Uh, absolutely, that's been a key piece. So the Cavs need more for these young players to really grow. And and now they're kind of in the – everything's always changing in the NBA, NBA and pro sports all the time. You 
you know, it goes year to year, but it's quickly. You've got contracts, you've got issues. So now 22 and 50, that, that's, that's just not going to cut it. So you've got, you've got to win some games next year. And I also think when you win games, it is how you get better. When you get some confidence and you're doing it right and then you win some close games in the NBA, that is how you do get better in the long run. That's called learning how to win. Exactly. Yep, and sustaining those wins. And uh, Kobe was asked in a a general sense, uh, what does having that number three pick overall really mean? It means everything. Um, Listen, a lot of the calls that you make around the league that we do all the time when we canvass the league, there are a lot of hypotheticals. Um, And now – you know, it's it, it, it's concrete. We know what pick we have um, and we know what calls we'll, we'll probably get on it. And, you know, we'll, we'll figure out what we can potentially do with it. Um, but at, at the you know top of this draft, there's size, there's athleticism, there's talent. And so we're, we're really happy. Yeah, there's elite players at the top of this draft, uh, franchise players, uh, to use that term, Mike. And so uh, somebody down below the Cavs, uh, whether it's the next three, four, five picks or somebody looking to add a real young dynamic piece to their team and their organization, uh, they're going to be on the phone calling Kobe Altman. Yeah, they are. But again, they're they're all so young, though, Tim. Right. And as, as talented as they may be, whether it's Cade Cunningham or Mobley or Green or Suggs or Kaminga, they are young. And you pay dues in this NBA, and there just aren't many guys that can just come in and step in like certain players, maybe like, like LeBron, obviously, or even a Durant. Most guys need a little bit of time, no matter who they are. Look at Aiton. Right. I mean, as Absolutely. a number one overall, it's finally coming together for him this year. That's a great example. But better to be sitting at three than nine. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. I was sitting there watching that and thinking, oh, my gosh. Uh, well, the worst the Cavs can pick is nine. I said, if, that, if they'd have turned that placard over then, I don't know where my TV would be right now. <laughs> out on the street. All right, we're going to take a quick time. And nobody won it because of the, the screen. The what happened? What did the guy? What happened to the screen? It, it shattered. More to come, Mike Snyder, Tim Alcorn, Cavs HQ, presented by Sherwin-Williams on the First Energy Cavaliers Radio Network. Cavs HQ is brought to you by Sherwin-Williams, the official paint and coatings partner of the Cleveland Cavaliers. And by Huntington. If you need guidance on your money right now, talk to Huntington. Welcome. Moving along on Cavs HQ, presented by Sherwin-Williams, Tim Elkhorn. Again, Mike, thanks for filling in this week for Jim Jones. This has been fun so far. A little, little bit later on, we're going to have Joe G. stop by and oh, pay us a visit. Well, you know, Joe's he's just all over at the Cavs year-round. Just great stuff with Cavs.com. Yes, he does. Fun stuff and really stuff that makes you think it would be interesting to get his thoughts on the draft positioning now for the Cavaliers, now that we know it. He is a draft guy he loves the draft and looking at all the players i remember last year before the draft he had once it was revealed the Cavs were at five he had those top five and he had where they might go and uh he's he's one of those guys he's one of those draft geeks i hope he doesn't take that personally i I think i think he'll love being called that and it is it is fascinating draft you know nba the nfl uh, you see these kids play, although at the NBA now, we've got a few guys we haven't seen a lot of in the G League, 
but but there's everybody's got you start reading about them, just start watching video, and you start forming opinions. You try to picture them with your team. Just imagine I mean, every GM, you're looking at these young guys with very little background, 19, 20 years old, and really the future of a franchise right. really could be on the shoulders of any one of these players. And of course, the uh, NBA draft combine being held uh, this past week out in Chicago. So uh, a lot of the Cavs personnel in the Windy City to take a look at the prospects coming out. And, of course, we are talking about uh, the Cavs sitting at that number three spot after the envelopes were revealed on Tuesday night during the NBA draft lottery and getting back to Cavs GM Kobe Altman and his thoughts uh, following uh, the revealing of the Cavs being at number three. He said, no doubt, uh, this could be a real game changer for the organization. You know, we always thought, and I didn't think it would be the third pick, but we always knew we were going to add another young, talented player in this draft this year and then go from there. And, you know, what we always try to do is create a pathway for success for whoever we draft. It won't be any different, you know, with, with this young man either. The difference is these players at this high level, um, you know, they, they're really talented and they can play right away. So we might have to do some internal adjustment to how we, you know, how we gauge what we want to do right out of the gate, but I, you know, we still want to, we still want to supplement uh, that four we talked about. The difference is that there could be a game changer at where we're picking. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, this is a huge moment and, and a huge decision for the organization. Well, really that is his call at three, whoever is going to be there. We, we believe Cunningham one, and then whether it's Mobley or green Suggs at two, then the next player that's there, he's going to have his choices. He thinks, there's too good of a game changer there to trade out of that pick. That's his call right now. And historically, there have been some great ones at three. Like, well, Jordan's the number one. Right. But even recent years, Doncic was a three, right? Yes. Uh, and you and, and LaMelo Ball was a three of the year, last yeah. year. So uh, three has been a good spot. been great players there. Great players. Boy, it's going to be a, a fun month between now and July 29th when the NBA draft is held at the Barclays Center in Brooklyn. So, again, Congratulations to the Cavs, that number three pick. Uh, boy, it's really added a buzz uh, as far as the Cleveland sports scene is concerned. You and I were talking off air. A lot of people just talking about it. Yeah, it's, it's great for the Cavs right now. They kind of get you re-energized. It was such a tough season, Tim. I mean, you know it. You and Jim working the games and uh, all the injuries. It was just a, it was really a mess most of the year. It really was very hard to get through it, and they, they persevered. There were some things we've talked about with Darius Garland, some of the guys that have made in some individual progress, but collectively, and I think for a lot of the teams in the league, it was just with the COVID protocols and everything, it was just a messy year. So now to move through this, I think now the Cavs getting some people saying, oh, okay, what are they going to do here? and the hearing that this is a draft where, yeah, you're in that top five, that's what we've heard all along, you're going to get yourself a very, very good player. Hopefully it's a game changer. Absolutely. All right, well, moving forward, uh, boy, the Cavs also got some news this week. Uh, Kevin Love is going to participate uh, in the Olympics over in Tokyo, and Kobe Altman touched on that. We're thrilled about, um, about Kevin participating in the Olympics. First of all, it's an honor. Um, you know, my, my background, I come from Team USA um, as an intern. And, 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 you know, the experience you get with USA basketball is unlike anything else I, I can describe, especially when you, you win gold. He has a chance to add another gold medal uh, to his, his resume, Olympic gold medal. Um, but I think more personally for us as a franchise and for him, 
he gets to play five on five against the best players in the world every day and then go out and play meaningful games. And that's going to be great for him. Um, and, 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 you know, he knows he needs to have a big off season and this is the perfect place for him to do that. And of course, uh, not only Kevin Love on the Olympic team, but Darius Garland was selected to the select team. And Kobe talks about that. We got a call from USA basketball today as well. Uh, we've had a lot of a string of really good news, which is great. Um, and they're going to invite Darius Garland to uh, be on the select team. That's a tremendous honor for us as well. Um, and so Darius getting to go against that caliber of, of a player every day in practice at his age um, it is tremendous. And so we're excited. And I think people, you know, are taking note nationally of, of how good Darius um, has become uh, in his talent level and him to get that for us to get that call about Darius today. We're, we're thrilled. Mike, as Kobe Altman just alluded to, that's a reflection of how highly regarded Darius Garland is in league circles. I think he opened some eyes this year, Tim. Yes, he did. With a lot of uh, not just his shooting, but I think the way his court awareness, the way he was running the offense at times. And, And I think with Darius, what I've seen, he just needs to be out there. You know, can he stay healthy over the, the full amount of games? And I think as he gets stronger, I think that that's going to bode well for him. But I love what I saw from him this year. And yeah, his shooting range. I mean, I know they're trying to encourage him. You got to make some threes in this league now. You got to at that spot. And he showed that he can knock down the shot. And certainly uh, just working and practicing against this level of competition day in and day out this summer. Uh, there's an old saying, steel sharpens steel. It will improve him as a basketball player. Oh, I, I think absolutely. I think from the Cavs' perspective here, when when you look at where they are, for Garland to play against that Team USA, and for Kevin Love, whatever's going to happen next with Kevin, uh, he needs to play games. And this is a good opportunity for him to go out there and in those practices be challenged, and then whatever games uh, you know that he's involved in when they go, when they start into the uh, the Olympic tournament. Exactly right, Mike. Well, we mentioned earlier, we got Joe G coming up next, so we're going to hear from the guy from Cavs.com. All right. So Joe G joins us next on Cavs HQ, presented by Sherwin-Williams on the First Energy Cavaliers Radio Network. Head of the Class, presented by First Energy, recognizes teachers in Northeast Ohio for making a difference in their students' lives, both inside and outside of the classroom. Last month, in arena host Ahmad Crump, Sir Cece, and Cavs Kit Club reporter Autumn Fallon surprised students at St. Raphael to recognize their teacher, Deborah Kamola. Congratulations, Deborah, for being so great at the head of your class. Cavs in the Community is brought to you by Discount Drug Mart. We'll be right back with more Cavs HQ after this on the First Energy Cavaliers Radio Network. Yeah, who do you love? 45 seconds left. Cunningham, top of the key, drives it left, gets to the rim, runner from five, around the rim and in! Cowboys lead by one! Bobby Brown, baseline, here's Green, into the paint, hanging. Oh, Jalen Green! Brody goes to work. And denied by Mobley. Brody gets it back, denied again. Two blocks for Evan Mobley. Here's the steal, and in the open floor, Kavinska, the windmill throwdown! Sox for the win!
Welcome back. Cavs HQ presented by Sherwin-Williams. Tim Elkhorn along with Mike Snyder filling in for Jim Jones this week. On the other side of the glass, Leo, Simone, Marty Allen. And how about the editing prowess of Kurt McLaughlin on that piece right there as he got all those cuts of the guys that will be on that board in the 21 NBA draft. I'm very impressed, but not surprised. (laughs) Well, you work with Kurt night yeah, in and night he's, out. He's amazing, you know. <laughs> he and that was well done, Kurt. Well done. Yes, Kurt. Now, don't don't hurt yourself patting yourself on the back, though. Okay. <laughs> yeah, nobody else will, Kurt. So <laughs> give yourself a big and, pat. Now, good, well done. Yeah. Well, that is a blend, a great blend, and boy, you you hear those names, and these are names we're going to be talking about for the till we get to July 29th. Yep, no doubt about it. And a guy who I'm sure is going to be all over this 21. NBA draft from Cavs.com, Joe Gabriel. Now, I don't know if he has settled into the Legends chair. Maybe it's the well-known chair. Joe Gabriel now joins us on Cavs HQ to talk a little bit about the draft and some of the upcoming uh, things as far as Cavaliers are concerned. So, Joe, as always, great to have you on the show. Well, thanks for having me on, guys. But I'm really, I'm in more like a folding chair. It's, <laughs> it's, it's, it's not even close to a Legends chair. I mean, <laughs> Maybe an Adirondack chair, but not a legend chair. <laughs> well, an Adirondack's a nice chair to be in this time of year. That's true. Really, that is a good chair, so yeah. I'll accept that one. All right, there you go. <laughs> so Mike and I were talking at the top of the show about Tuesday night and uh, you know, just sitting on the edge of the sofa or the recliner or the Adirondack or the chair. Adirondack. <laughs> 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 but just uh, as you watched those envelopes being unveiled and opened, uh, what was your thoughts and uh, what were the pins and needles like, especially when they went to that commercial break with the top four that were still remaining? <laughs> it was kind of funny in that, you know, I, it's the lottery, and it's not really a dramatic – I mean, it, it can be dramatic, but it's it's really – you're just pulling ping-pong balls and announcing names. And I'm sitting there, and I have a knot in my stomach. I mean, I'm really nervous watching this. So it was it was really fun. And, again, when Oklahoma City got that sixth pick and they moved – and the, the Cavs moved up to the top four – that's really when it got exciting, and uh, you know the third pick is fantastic. I, I couldn't be happier. I mean, I could be happier, but three's damn pretty damn good. You know the irony: the the Cavs lost the coin toss with Oklahoma City, which had they won, they, they would have not been in the position they're in. So sometimes don't judge everything immediately. You know, <laughs> exactly. So you, you heard the montage that Kurt McLaughlin put together, and of course, uh, Mike and I have talked about uh, this draft and and Kobe. We had on uh, the cuts from Tuesday night after he uh, after he was able to find out the Cavs were sitting at number three. This seems to be an elite player draft as far as four to five deep. Uh, how do you look at it, Joe? Yeah, and, and the, uh, one other nice thing about this draft is that at least the, you got to see him play. You know, these guys had a tournament to prove themselves, and a lot of guys really did prove themselves and elevated their status. So this was so much different than last year, uh, and and a lot of versatility at the top of the draft. Uh, so, I, you know, this is a real good one to get it to, to have a top three pick in. And, you know, if you're Kobe, you know, and again, if you get the number five pick, hey, that's great. Uh, you can get a player like Isaac Okoro, who I love, as you know. But number three, that pick, top three, that gets your phone ringing. And that's really when you're in business. So that's what I love about being up there. And I think, Joe, he did kind of put it out there that 
he'll answer those calls, even though they're sitting at three and there may be a player they love. And I'm sure there there are there is a player there that they really like and and will get a three if they just keep the pick, which I think is probably still the most likely direction. But again, now. When you look at these players that are up on the top, I could see where they will get some calls depending on the mm-hmm. need of the teams below them. Yeah, I agree. Because, uh, again, you know, you played uh, – first of all, that was a great montage that Kurt put together. He's the best in the business. But Ross is going to have something to say to him about the not have, not using his call for Jalen Suggs. <laughs> <laughs> but, no, so I, but, I, but you're right. There's, there's a lot of good players right up there at the top, and – you know, the big, I think a, a big question going into this draft for the Cavs is going to be, you know, how you kind of always say best player available. Well, you have two guards that are kind of your centerpieces. And, you know, if everything shakes out the way it could, you could be looking at a guy like Jalen Suggs. So I think a big question has to be, are you going to go best player available? Or are you going to be looking specifically for a position? And we'll know that in uh, about a month. And, and really, that's they've operated under the – the best player available. And that's why, mm-hmm. to your point, Joe, that is the complicated part in all of this here. Uh, you, you like a Jalen Suggs. Okay, now you've got Darius Garland. Now you've, you've got Sexton, a Coro, similar size. We, we know the size factor there with that group. So it is tricky at three because, really, you look at Houston. I don't know. I've, everything I've heard so far, Joe, they're either going to go with Mobley or Jalen Green is what I keep hearing so far. And I mean, mm-hmm. what they do would would definitely impact what may be available for the Cavs, correct? Yeah, I, yeah, totally. And again, then it comes down to <laughs> who falls at number three, and then your phone really starts ringing. But I, like I said, the way it's shaking out now, just based on mock drafts, which you know, take it for what it's worth, the way things fall for the Cavs, really, that phone's going to be ringing. It'll be ringing leading up to the draft too. So I, I think Kobe couldn't have put himself in a better spot. And I think it makes some sense for the Cavs to think about adding a young veteran and not bringing in another draft pick. So I think uh, you have options. You definitely have options. Well, Joe, I was asked about this earlier this week. And uh, if there are elite players at the top of the draft, in the top Mm -hmm. three, top four, if you're holding that valuable of a chip, to me, and again, I'm not Kobe Altman, I'm not pretending to be, but to me, you should get an elite offer back. Would you agree with that? I totally agree. Because, again, you I mean, top three, you know, as long as you're number three, you, you can always throw that Michael Jordan name out there. So, you know, your top three guys are looking, you know, to, to add, you know, and, again, so certain teams are looking to get younger, and we're not. I mean, we, we'd accept it, and sure, it'd be great to bring in a difference maker, you know, a 19-year-old. But you do have to think about, you know, Collins' contract coming up, Darius's contract, Isaac's contract, uh, you know, and also I think the Cavs are ready to to stop developing and start winning a little bit. So, you know, again, it's going to be really curious uh, this year as to what they do. I don't know what I put the odds at of them making the pick, but it's, uh, it's a question this year. It's, right. it's an option. Totally agree. That's a great segue to our next segment. So we'll take a quick timeout. When we come back, we'll have more with Joe Gabriel from Cavs.com. Great to have him dropping by and paying us a visit on Cavs HQ, presented by Sherwin-Williams. More with Joe after this on the First Energy Cavaliers Radio Network. 
Welcome back. Cavs HQ presented by Sherwin-Williams on the First Energy Cavaliers Radio Network. Tim Elkhorn, great to have sitting right next to me, Mike Snyder, as he fills in for Jim Jones this week. Of course, great work on the other side. Leo Simone, Marty Allen, Kurt McLaughlin, and we're thrilled to have Joe Gabriel from Cavs.com joining us this week in his Adirondack chair on a very <laughs> nice final weekend here in the month of June. Joe, great to have you with us. And we were talking right before the break about uh, it's time for the Cavs to start winning. Now, you know, how you mm-hmm. define that uh, can be left up to it's very subjective in that sense. But uh, Kobe in his season-ending conf- uh, press conference, not the uh, the draft lottery night, but the one before that, he alluded to Atlanta and Phoenix, mm-hmm. and I'm not saying the Cavs next year are going to be in the Eastern Conference Finals, but as you look at those models, uh, are those fair comparisons? Well, I mean, again, like you said, it's, it's, it's they're really, they. I think they went farther than anybody thought, uh, and also they finished the year previous kind of strong, so I would maybe temper people's enthusiasm about them being the next uh, Hawks or Suns. I, I know you're not saying that. Uh, but also, to our point uh, before the break, uh, they added the Hawks and the Suns both added big-time veterans that are and winning veterans. Uh, Gallinari, uh, Lou Williams, uh, Chris Paul, obviously. Uh, you know what I mean? So they decided at, at a certain point, okay, We've got Michael Bridges, we've got Aiton, we've got Booker. Okay, now it's time to hit the gas. Now it's time to, to change from developing and being a young team and to hit the gas. So, again, we're going to find out so much more in a, in a, over this next month and in a month, and you're going to find out whether the Cavs are ready to make that step. And I think what veterans they sign will tell you where they're at and where and if they're ready to, to make that next step. The Hawks were. They wouldn't have got those guys. They wouldn't have got Gallinari and Lou Williams and some of those veterans if they thought they were just still developing. So I think a lot's going to do with uh, what, what veterans the Cavs bring in and, and bring back. Well, and that's the thing when you look at this in, in any kind of a deal, if you part ways with this pick, my gosh, maybe you you know you go, go get a veteran and get another first-round pick back. I, I To me, you really at three – it's going to take a lot for you to move off of whoever is making that offer. It's going to have to be something prime. But to your point, Joe, if you let's say you, for example, take a conversation, you take Jalen Green. Well, mm-hmm. he's going to be 20 years old next year. So you now you mm-hmm. add him to a mix of guys that are 21, 22, and 23, basically. How ready are you to win a whole lot of games when history tells you in the NBA that you know young teams like that, without a mix of some veterans, they just don't win a lot. Right. And, and there's something to be said for learning how to win. And, you know, I mean, they they haven't done it yet. They don't know how to close. You know, you saw it last year. Oh, yeah. Young players don't know how to close out a game. They're not used to it. They don't know how to protect the ball in the end. They're they're still kind of freewheeling. You know, you've seen it over the years, Mike, it's, it, and, and Tim. Young teams just have a hard time closing out, and that's where the Cavs are at. And that's where a veteran comes in, a guy who's, you know, the guy got by point to Chris Paul. That guy's won a million games. He knows how to do it. So the Cavs need a, a guy to maybe come in and teach him how to win. 
Joe, I'm curious. I think we all know or at least believe Cunningham will go one to Detroit. And as we talked Ooh. in the first segment, uh, Houston really is the key as far as uh, who they select. So my question to you would be, if the Rockets were to pick Mobley, would it automatically be green? Or if they were to pick green, would it automatically be Mobley? Or is there another name in there? Well, again, I, I, it's it's really a weird one in that, you, you know, uh, we talk about signing veterans. you got Jared Allen out there. So what you do with him, you know, kind of, I think, changes how you think about Mobley. Right. So do you want a couple seven-footers? Because, you know, then what's your plan? Then what, what? how does it all work out? So, you know, I, I, I don't know. <laughs> and, and, again, what if Jalen Suggs falls to you at number three? He's, he's hard to pass up, but there's a lot of people who also said that, uh, you know, again, he was exposed in the championship game, which brings you to Mitchell. You know, again, there's just so many options. Uh, who was excellent in the championship game, you know, for Baylor. So, uh, you know, it, it's it's there's so many options. It, it's gonna it, it's an interesting draft. Now, Suggs is more of a wing, right? I mean, he would be, or he's a big two guard, right? When you look at Jalen, Jalen Green, Jalen Green, I mean, Jalen Green. I'm sorry, of uh, the two Jalen's Jaylen Green, Green yes. he's yes. more of a swing guy, right? He is. I think he's kind of similar in size to a Coral, maybe a little smaller, but again, a Isaac played a lot of, at the two last year. So, again, wh- where do you want to build? Because what if you're thinking Isaac at the two? And what do you do with Colin? There's, it, it, you know, there's just so many, uh, there's so many options right now. I, I, it's really curious. Again, we're talking with Joe Gabriel from Cavs.com as he joins us here on Cavs HQ, presented by Sherwin-Williams. So, Joe, uh, final question for you. How do you think this plays out? In the end, just play, uh, you know, Nostradamus for us here. Do you think the Cavs stay at that three spot, or uh, on July 29th will somebody else be picking third and uh, you envision the Cavs moving out? Uh, And as I said, and as Mike alluded to, getting an elite package or a prime uh, trade back for that three spot? I'm going to go with the latter. I mean, if you're going to ask me to – to, to make a bold prediction, that's what I think it's going to be. Uh, I, I, there's some good young players at the top of this draft, but I think uh, Kobe and the Cavs are going to want to hit the gas a little bit. They're going to want to goose the gas pedal a little bit this year. And like you said earlier, if you're bringing another 20-year-old, that's great. It's promising. But now you have another guy that you have to you have to wait a few years for. I don't know what young veteran is out there. I thought about that. I thought who who might they'd be looking at and it's hard to pick somebody but if you're asking me to make a prediction i think they're gonna i think they're they're gonna make a move well that's fascinating well i i would i I, that would surprise me though my my opinion i would i would lean toward them taking the player who's there despite this desire obviously to start winning some games you do need to start winning some games but, I mean, when you're at three, you really hope that you're not back there again for a long, long time. Boy, that's the truth. Yeah, yeah. And, again, you're hoping, and Kobe said it the other day, there's superstars and all-stars and potential Hall of Famers, <clears throat> excuse me, at the top of this draft. So, to your point, Mike, you might just want to take your guy and, and, and move forward from there. 
There you go. Well, speaking of moving forward, we got to move forward here on Cavs HQ. So, uh, Joe Gabriel, you're now allowed to uh, rise up from that Adirondack chair and uh, go about your Sunday business. So, uh, we appreciate you stopping by and paying us a visit. I'm going to go get a beer and bring it right back to the chair. <laughs> there you go. Sounds like a plan. <laughs> Joe Gabriel, our guest on Cavs HQ, presented by Sherwin-Williams. And again, hop on Cavs.com and uh, check out some of Joe's work. He does a terrific job on Cavs.com. Mike and I will be back to wrap up this week's edition of Cavs HQ, presented by Sherwin-Williams, right after this on the First Energy Cavaliers Radio Network. Ah, good stuff from Marty Allen on the other side of the window as we wrap up this week's edition of Cavs HQ presented by Sherwin-Williams. Marty always ends it on an up note. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Because he knows he's about done. (laughs) That's right. (laughs) He's got some teriyaki waiting. He's got some pickleball to play. Well, and I found out about his love for pork bellies. Oh, that's that's right. I learned about that a couple of weeks ago. He's a connoisseur, though. Good Good protein. Of food and music. Yes, he is. Yes. Hey, real quick to follow up on what Joe G said right there at the end of the segment before we close out the show. Again, he's kind of just guessing, but he thinks they trade out. But, Mike, I agree with a comment you made earlier. Uh, If they trade out the Cavs at three, I think they need to get a number one back. You mentioned that, and I wholeheartedly agree. But it's where that number one coming back falls that I think really is the key. It can't be in the teens or anything like that. If you're going to trade out, you better get a pick back that's still pretty high in this deep draft. Well, yeah, and especially depending on the the veteran. Now, that would depend on that veteran. Sure. And, and, you know, you see some names out there. You know, no one really is sure except for maybe those guys that are in the the GM pipeline who's really looking to make a move with a a certain guy. Or, you know, Kobe's looking at – the rosters of other teams, should we, you know, they, hey, they, they're they going to want to move this guy. Or they got this cap issue coming up. That's his job right now to look around and maybe be ahead of the curve where he makes a call there. But it's got to be something to me that blows you away if you're going to trade out a three. Absolutely. Boy, it's going to be an intriguing month ahead, no doubt about it. Mike, this has been a blast. It's Thanks for sitting fun, in. man. Always fun. Of course, uh, thanks to the guys on the other side as well. Marty Allen, Kurt McLaughlin, Leo Simone. And the biggest thanks goes to you, the listeners. Hope you enjoyed it. Cavs HQ, presented by Sherwin-Williams, continues all summer long. So we'll be back with you again next Sunday on the 4th of July. So until then, Tim Elkhorn saying thank you very much for listening. And from the Cavs Radio Studios, so long, everybody. Cavs HQ was brought to you by Sherwin-Williams, the official paint and coatings partner of the Cleveland Cavaliers, and by Huntington. If you need guidance on your money right now, talk to Huntington. Welcome. Welcome.